as you're doing things, look at like, what, write down what you do on a daily basis. And then what of those things could you make into a process that somebody else eventually could take on or that you could make your life quicker because you could maybe implement AI in that process or something like that. So a good, a good task for you to, is to write down what you do on a whole daily basis and then kind of pick it apart and process everything out. Welcome to the Business Muscle Podcast, where we empower entrepreneurs to transform their businesses into unstoppable empires. I'm Elise, CPA turned serial entrepreneur. And I'm Arielle, a seasoned physical therapist and business owner. We're two female entrepreneurs with a passion for helping small business owners like you achieve massive success. With our combined expertise, we've scaled to an impressive seven businesses in less than seven years. And guess what? Each of them was profitable right from the start. But we didn't stop there. We're here to share our secrets, strategies, and insider tips to help you turn your business into a thriving reality. And hey, we're not just all about business. As a physical therapist and fitness instructor, we'll also sprinkle in some fitness and wellness tips along the way. Join us on the Business Muscle Podcast every Monday as we guide you step-by-step towards financial freedom and building the business of your dreams. It's time to level up your business. Get ready to flex your business muscle. Hey guys, Ariel here. Before we dive into today's episode, I just want to take a second to tell you about our free 30-minute webinar that we're hosting on January 25th at 7.30 p.m. called Why You Should Be a Cash-Based PT. So I was a physical therapist in the insurance world for years before I opened my own business. I was seeing multiple patients at the same time. I was limited in what I could do because of the restrictions around insurance, and I was severely underpaid. When I finally took the leap to open my own business, I could finally see just one patient at a time. So my patients all started getting better faster because I could use all the skills in my toolbox without any restrictions. We ended up being cash flow positive in the first month and hit six figures at just four months in. This webinar covers all the reasons why you can and should be a cash-based PT and why it might not be as hard as you think to get started. So if you are a PT or you know a PT who's interested, definitely send them our way. And if you can't make it on January 25th, you can catch the replay and watch it anytime. We're going to link in the show notes how to register. We'll hope to see you there. Let's get to the episode. All right, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Business Muscle Podcast. Today, it's just me and Elise. What's up, Elise? What's going on? And today, we're talking about five ways to get back your time, which I'm super pumped to talk about this because time is our most valuable resource. You can always make more money, but you can't make more time in your day, which a lot of business owners start their own business so that eventually you can have more time freedom and control over your schedule. But More times than not, you end up working more than you would if you had a typical nine to five. And don't get me wrong, at the beginning, you need to grind, but eventually the goal is to free yourself so that you have more time for the things that matter to you, like your family, your friends, your hobbies, and also to free yourself to work on the things that really light you up and remind you of the reason why you started your business in the first place. So today, we're going to talk about some of the things that you can do to get your time back as a business owner. And they might not seem like they'll save you a ton of time immediately. But just remember that we're playing the long game. And in the long run, these things are going to save you hours and hours of time and save you from doing things that are unnecessary and take things off of your plate. So let's jump right in. Our first way to get back your time is by batching content. This is my favorite one so far. I feel like we've been doing this a ton lately and it has saved so much time. So in the past, we I feel like we would just go ahead, shoot one video, we'd edit it. And then the next time we needed content, we'd have to scramble and make more content. It would just, you'd have to reset up the tripod, 
go find the sound that you want. It would just take so much time. And now we come with a list of things. We batch out all our content or we'll save content and we'll use it in different ways. And it's been saving us so much time. Yeah. I love when we come with a list of, all right, here's six things that I'm going to film today. I bring six different tank tops. <laughs> we film six different mobility reels or whatever we're focusing on that day. And then also just grabbing videos of you doing day-to-day things that just you working in your kitchen or working at your computer and you can put your text and still put your meaning over it. But that's been saving us so much time. So much time. So just being prepared alleviates you guys sitting there staring at each other, blank stares like, what do we want to film today? Yeah. And I think just focusing on the ideas that you can generate and put them all together. So just start writing down notes in your phone, coming up with your ideas because as a business owner and as an entrepreneur, you're coming up with new ideas all the time. So if you just have them all in one place, you don't need to make the reel right in that moment, but just carve out one hour of time where you're batching them all together. Definitely. And this kind of goes into our second point of how to save time, which is using AI and especially using AI for social media and content. Yeah. And social media used to be this really overwhelming thing for me. And I would be stressed about what I was going to post that week. But if you just go back to your mission of your business and the things that you want to share with your community and the things that you want to do to build trust with your clients, that's going to help you figure out exactly what you want to be posting. So anytime you see something that is related to what you're interested in on Instagram, just make a note and be like, oh, we could do that about our business. Jot those down because then you can plug it into an app or something that's going to make it so much easier for yourself. Like Video Leap, you can plug in clips of videos right on Video Leap and it'll add sound. They have templates of different sounds you can use on there. And those are some of our most successful reels, the ones that we've created right in a different app. Yeah. Don't be afraid to use AI. Video Leap, we've mentioned it many times and she just did. It's probably our most used app right now where, like she said, there's templates. There's, there's so many different ways. You literally can just dump stuff in and it'll make it for you, whether it's sounds or ideas or even some of them have like the words over it. So definitely download Video Leap and give it a try if you haven't yet. Other ways that we've been using AI is with email. So you can go in and kind of throw your email rough draft in and it will just automatically edit it, make it a lot prettier, sound a lot better. The more you use AI, the more you're like ChatGPT, the more comfortable you'll be with sending prompts. So the clearer your prompts are, I want an email that's three paragraphs, that's friendly, that has this tone. It starts to really narrow down your email. Same thing with captions. If you're like, I don't know what to do for a caption, just write the general gist and let's see what it spits out. And AI gets to know you as you type more things in there. So it starts to figure out what you're looking for and what things that you pull from it. So the more that you use it, the easier it gets. Yep. And things like blog post ideas, you can type it in like just anything you can think of that you've been doing manually and you want like somebody to bounce ideas off of use AI, bounce ideas off AI. We've been using it a ton lately, especially with our video editing apps, but also in all those other ways when it comes to writing copy and stuff like that. And it saved us so much time. Yeah. Why not just use these free resources that you have at your fingertips, even when writing like an Instagram caption? Sometimes that can be really time consuming. You don't want to spend 10 minutes figuring out what you want to write. Just plug it in there and then you can always change it and start to make it your own. But use that tool to at least get you started and don't spend that time just writing and writing and writing, especially if you're going to be writing something similar for different posts. Yeah, because these first two categories, the batching content and then the using AI, I feel like a majority of the people, that's where their time gets sucked. 
especially when you're trying to keep up with everybody else on Instagram and always have a fresh reel and just you see what everybody else is doing. I feel like you go through that spiral where you go in the black hole of Instagram and you can just look for days and then you feel like you need to do that. But it's like, where do I start? How do I spend all these hours? You just spin your wheel and the days just get sucked in to making social media. So by doing these two things, batching and then using AI, game changer. Yeah. And building your brand and building your brand awareness now that we have a better system for it and now that we're more organized and using these tools, it's become way more fun and it's become just more of a creative outlet for us. And I feel like that's really where clients can come and see what the mission of our business is and see what we're all about. And it really portrays the things that we want to portray. And I feel like that's one of the most fun parts about being an entrepreneur is being creative and now using these tools. It doesn't feel like something stressful. It feels like something fun and a place where we can show the world what we're about. All right, we're going to move on to number three, which was creating and documenting processes using Loom. We are huge supporters of Loom. If you don't know what it is, you can go online and download it for free. I believe you get like a seven seven day trial for free. So basically, anytime you do a process on your computer, you can click Zoom, uh, Loom, excuse me, and it will screen record and pick up any sound. So you can talk through any type of documenting. We now document everything. So in the beginning it was just all in my head. It was all in Ariel's head. And anytime somebody new had to come in or we wanted to push something down to somebody, we would have to manually train them. And usually it would be a couple times. We'd have to keep repeating or say, you do only do something once or twice a year. So every year you'd be getting the same questions around that time. So now we go in and anytime it's a manual or process, manual process that our team has to do, or even an automated where they have to set something off though, and then it's automated, we'll go in, we'll pull it up on our computer and we'll hit record on Loom. And we have folders now of all these trainings for our team. So it could be as simple as how to draft an email. It could be pushing through something on MindBody. Everything now has a has a Loom video so that it saves us so much time on repeating ourselves and training our team. Everybody now knows where to look. We do it once and then we don't have to do it again. Yeah. And I think Loom's slogan is like save time that you could be in meetings. Like instead of having a meeting with your whole team, you could record this five minute video on how to do this one task. So Loom, if you're listening, please sponsor us. We love you guys. It's such a great tool. It's such a game changer. And there's an option to have your video on if you want to make it really personal where you can see a video of yourself. But you can also turn that feature off. <laughs> Most of the time I'm turning that off. Yeah. And a way that I use it also. So we definitely document all our processes and our trainings, which is huge. But I also, like she said, if it's something I don't want to get on a meeting with somebody, but I need to just show them something or fix something that they did, I just record a Loom video. They get so many Loom videos now yeah. from me. Um, and some of them we don't save. It's honestly, sometimes it's just like a one-time video that I just need to get my point across, but I don't want to call a meeting. I just want, and I don't want to schedule a time for a phone call. So I just lay it out on Loom. They get it. It's like just the cleanest little video message where you can just show them your computer screen and show them everything and then get every thought, all your thoughts out and then you're good. And chances are, if someone on your team is asking you that question, eventually someone else is going to ask you that same exact question. Like, how do I run a gift card? That's one that comes up seasonally around Christmas time every year. And I just felt like I was repeating myself every time someone was asking how to run a gift card. Now we just have the video. You just resend. It's right in the training folder. Yeah. And if you're somebody that's thinking, I don't even have processes, so why would I do this? If you want to save time, if you want to get your time back, you need to start doing processes now. So everything you do should have 
a certain way you do it. So it's just repeatable and then you can pass it down eventually, which we're going to get into. But as you're doing things, look at what, write down what you do on a daily basis. And then what of those things could you make into a process that somebody else eventually could take on or that you could make your life quicker because you could maybe implement AI in that process or something like that. So a good, a good task for you to, is to write down what you do on a whole daily basis and then kind of pick it apart and process everything out. Yeah. And your processes doesn't have to seem like this big, huge, fancy thing. It could be, how do I make a reel? This is what I do. This is how I film the video. This is how I put them together. This is how I pick a song. You could turn that into a training video that eventually, say you bring on someone who you want to be in charge of your social media, then you have the resources for them to do things the way that you want them done. And things like new clients. So we have a new client will get a follow-up text manually by our team at seven days. Obviously, there's auto campaigns that go on in the background, but there's this one manual task that they'll get. So we have a document that has all of what our our text should be. So our team can just copy and paste it in. Maybe they customize a couple things, but we have it, the process. Just go here, look, this is what our text should be going out for this month. Yeah. And there's a lot of other resources that can make your life easier if you want to put some of these processes in place. We use BrandBot for all of our email marketing and text marketing, which has been a huge game changer because then you can set up all of these processes to go out automatically. So once you have that resource and you're at the point where you want to start really building your email following, you want to start doing some of these marketing techniques, get a resource like BrandBot and start to play around with it. And then once you figure out what works best, then start recording everything on Loom so that when you bring someone else on, they have all those resources in the same place. So then once you have those processes in place, once you have everything documented, or maybe not even just yet, but once you're kind of shifting your mindset there, this brings us to number four, which is outsourcing or and or pushing things down to your team. Yeah, this is huge and something that has been really fun to work on in the last year because I feel like leading up to that point, we were still so much in grind mode and doing everything ourselves, especially for Fix, where we had lots of ideas and we wanted to move things forward. But now we're at the point where we are really starting to trust our team and giving them more responsibility. And it's awesome to see because you can tell that it lights them up as well. And they're getting more out of their career path with you because you're giving them more responsibility and you're really letting them shine. And it's just taking so many things off of both of our plates when we have our team take on more responsibility. Yeah, it opens you up to be creative and do the things that you love to do and why you started the business in the first place. And most times than not that your team wants to take on more. A lot of people, it's been proven that people don't stay at a job for the money. They stay at a job for feeling fulfilled, feeling like they are actually being pushed and doing things that are they're passionate about. So if you're giving them these new tasks, it's always constantly striving that they're going to get better and they're going to be learning. It will help. But also like your team aside, you could also outsource. It doesn't need to just be in your team. So if you're thinking about Everything and like, again, doing your day dump, like what is sucking your energy? If, for example, cleaning your house is sucking your energy, is it worth $100 or whatever it costs to have somebody come clean your house once a week to get that time back? Could you make more money in that hour or two hours that somebody's coming than paying them? Like you need to think about things in that way. And it's not just cleaning your house. It could be things in your job. Should you outsource and find a marketing person, somebody to come in and shoot videos? You need to look at what's lighting you up what isn't and what's just really sucking your energy. And maybe it makes sense to outsource. 
Yeah. And you could always do the SWOT analysis too, where you take the things that you like to do, the things that you don't like to do, the things that you're good at and things that you're not good at and things that you're not good at and that you don't like to do. Those should be your top priority of things that you're going to outsource, whether it's someone on your team or even using a platform like Fiverr, where they have people who are looking for work and they do freelance type work, like editing a podcast or editing your blog posts or things that are really time consuming for you that you also don't enjoy doing those things you should be looking for help with. Yep. And then our fifth and final way to get your time back is holding effective team meetings. A lot of people dread going to meetings because you know you just sit there and most of the stuff doesn't even pertain to you and everybody's kind of just talking and you're like, you have your Zoom camera off so they don't, they realize you're just not paying attention. (laughs) Not there fully. Yeah. And so this is a shift we've been making lately is when we hold meetings, they're first of all, with a purpose and everybody that's coming to that meeting is coming with their own status and agenda so that we can just go through their list. We're all aware of their their key points that they want to go through and we can just bang it out. So there's actually a purpose to every single meeting and it's just not a meeting to have a meeting. Right. And we have a set time on our calendar. Every Monday, we meet with our managers on our team and we go through status updates. So it's something that we're all really present for because we need to know what's happening this month. We're keeping our content calendar organized. There's a checklist that we go through every single week and everyone comes prepared. And I feel like this just gets me excited for and it really like sets the tone for the week ahead. Yep. What are some meetings in the past, not with Fix, I'd imagine, but maybe in other companies or other jobs that you've had, things that you hated about those meetings? Oh, it was brutal. I know. I, I remember having like a monthly staff meeting at one of my jobs and it was tough because they would go through all the numbers and everything that wasn't going right. And I feel like there was no resolution to some of those things. It was just like telling us where the company was at and what wasn't going right. And there was nothing that we could do to help drive the business forward. So I think going into our meetings now, I always want to end it on a positive note and end it on like, these are the things that we're working towards. These are the big goals and the mission of the business because I didn't ever want to just be some dragging someone through it. Yeah, you want action steps. You want it to be proactive. So when you come, they're going to come with what their status is, maybe items that they have need help with, which is where we come in. And then everybody leaves the meeting with action steps us included. We're always like, all right, so Ariel is going to take this. Lisa's going to take this all the way down the line. And then the next meeting, when we go, we're going to make sure that those were checked off before we head on to our next action step to keep moving the needle forward. Right. Yeah. And I like when we sit down at the beginning of the year and we break everything down into quarters, we have our quarterly goals. So the things we want to get done by the end of March would be the end of Q1 so that we have a purpose for some of these mini meetings as well. And we have a purpose for every single week. We know what the now the 10-year goal is. How can we break it down into five-year goals? And then how can we break it down into this year so that everything I'm doing now feels like it has a purpose? Because that's when these meetings start to feel like they're time-consuming and not getting you anywhere is when you're just spinning your wheels. But if it's getting you just 1% closer to your goals, that's when you feel like you're actually spending your time doing the things that are most valuable to move the company forward. And I get asked all the time, how do you run six locations while still working out every day, while now running a podcast, while having a two and a half year old son? They're like, how are you doing all this? And honestly, a lot of these on this list are what's driving me to be able to have so many balls in the air. First of all, I'm super organized. And if you don't have a planner or some sort of system, we use the bullet journal and we also use our phones and our computers, obviously, just for the calendar. 
you need to take control of your calendar. So I manage that. I know every single day what I have going on, where my gaps are. And then a lot of these things are why I'm able to do that. Like my Instagram presence, we're batching content. We're thinking ahead. All the processes, this didn't happen overnight. If you, if I had seven businesses, a podcast and a two-year-old seven years ago, it wouldn't look like this, but this is that's why you can't just, it's not an overnight success. You need to see the whole process. And it took years of me building processes, building out my team, building out all these training videos, learning how to use AI, being a better leader and managing meetings to get to this point. So it's all these things eventually will get you to the point where you can take back your time where we're like, okay, what's the next project? Right. Yeah. And I think I used to be someone who felt like I always needed to be thinking about something or always doing something and always trying to multitask. So while I'm either spending time with my family or with my fiance, like thinking about work things and then vice versa, like while I'm at work, thinking about things that I need to do at home. And I think now that we spend so much time building out our processes and we have things more organized and we have our long-term goals and we set aside that hour of time to batch content. We set aside, like I know exactly when I'm working on which project. So I don't feel like I'm always have all these balls flying in the air. It's like, okay, right now my time is spent working on this project. Right now my time is spent with my fiance and my phone's away and I'm spending time there so that you're focusing on one thing at a time and doing that one thing really well and you're focused on it versus trying to do a million things at one time and nothing's getting done completely and you're not really in the moment what you're doing. Yep. Are you busy or are you being actually productive? I think a lot of people just think that they're so busy and they're just, if you actually said, what did you actually get done today? Not a lot. Not a lot. Not a lot. (laughs) And it's easy to get caught up in the day to day. Like that still happens to me too, where uh, one of my favorite tips that we talked to Danielle earlier on this podcast about was how she gets up at 4am to get things done. And that like really re-motivated me to start getting up early and knocking out a few things early in the day. Because there's a few things that I want to get done in the morning. It's like, can I get the social media post out? Does it have a caption? Does it have a cover image? And if I can get all that stuff organized ahead of time, and then I just have to click post, it's a lot easier than if I'm like at the gym, then I'm trying to post it at the same time, then I'm not really focusing on my workout. So if you can get up early and even set aside like 20 minutes to look at your calendar for the day, look at your top priorities and make sure that you have the time carved out for those. Then, Because then once the day starts, the day's running away. Your phone's ringing, clients are calling, you're trying to get clients on the schedule and time just runs away. But if you can set out that time early and know what your focus is for the day, you can be a lot more productive. 100%. So those are our five ways to get back your time, batching content, creating and documenting processes, especially with Loom outsourcing, pushing things down to your team, using AI, and holding effective meetings. Hopefully this was helpful for you guys. If you have any questions, if you want to connect with us, we'd love to connect with you. We're currently hosting one-hour brainstorming sessions with people who want to start their business or who are currently in their business but need help with something specific. Maybe you need help with batching content or help with setting up some processes. We'd love to chat with you. We have one-hour sessions. Just reach out to us. You can find us at businessmusclepodcast.com or on businessmusclepodcast on Instagram. And I'm Elise Kyra on Instagram. And I'm Dr. Ariel.dpt. And we will talk to you guys soon. You just finished another episode of the Business Muscle Podcast. If you found value in this episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Your reviews mean the world to us and help us reach other listeners who can make a big impact in the business world. Don't forget to join our Business Muscle Podcast Facebook group where you can ask questions and chat with other like-minded entrepreneurs. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll bring you more expert advice and practical strategies to help you thrive. 
Thank you for being a part of the Business Muscle community, and we'll catch you in the next episode.